Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. Okay, here we go. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Soul Rollers podcast. My name is Jackson Gage. I'm here with William Dennis. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I think we, uh, yeah, we're getting overloaded with things to talk about. So that's good, man, because our conversation is constantly jujitsu on a daily basis and life and self-mastery. So uh, we've actually had to start making a list of all the shit we need to talk about on the podcast because because uh, we, it's, it's a nonstop growing type of thing. So um, we have quite a few things to talk about today. Number one, uh, that we will get into in a little bit is William got his blue belt. So congratulations on that, man. And uh, number two, we have a, we have a good question to dissect from one of our listeners about changing gyms. So uh, I want to get into that right away. And I also want to encourage anybody, if you have anything, any topic you'd like us to discuss, we can keep you anonymous and talk about it. uh, And, and just, you know, maybe there's something that you want to run by somebody and you have nobody to run it by, throw us a question and we'll talk about it on the show because that's what we like doing. So uh, thank you. The guy who sent this question. uh, Thank you for that. Um, What else? Oh, I I was in Fresno last weekend and I got to go to a tournament down there with William. Um, That was pretty, pretty, uh, well, the the tournament was pretty intense, man. It was like inside of a hot box, you know, down in Southeast Fresno. Yeah. That's where I was born and raised down there. So, um, it was good to be back home. We, uh, got to drive around before the tournament and, and grab some food. So we were driving, driving around the areas we used to patrol pretty high crime areas. So like every corner there's memories, um, of something that we did around there, you know, somebody we chased a fucking vehicle pursuit. We were in some fight we got in, you know, some blood spilled, whatever, you know, so we, we can talk about that a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then the topic of, of, I had just mentioned this to William of anticipating your, your next belt and, and worrying about getting your next belt. And, uh, because, you know, I know a couple of people who are on that route and it's something I just wanted to discuss. So, um, and of course, real quick, uh, if you haven't yet leave a review, you know, go to iTunes, we would appreciate it. It helps us out. We got a couple of reviews last week, so we appreciate those you know, very greatly. Um, and you have yeah, the names of the people that left a review. What's that? <clears throat> Do you have the names of the people that left a review? Um, yes, actually, I, I believe, um, Adam was one of the guys that left a review. So thanks, Adam. Appreciate oh, that yeah. greatly, man. Thank you, brother. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I got a Taylor Swift song for you. <laughs> I can dedicate to you for that. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, who else? Dorothy, Dorothy is like the man she's a constant supporter i've mentioned her before she doesn't even do jujitsu man but she's like digging the content she's getting she's getting stuff out of it she actually sent me a message and she sent the episode where i talked about my back and how i thought i was going to be freaking disabled for a minute you know and and kind of rehabilitated myself through that she sent that to her sister who has a back problem and she said that it like got her all pumped up to like get get moving again so and neither one of them do jujitsu so that's pretty dope and then just shout out to everybody who's listening. Um, 
again, Brandon in Fresno, Brandon Gonzalez, I got to meet with him when I was in Fresno, the uh, owner of Iron Key Real Estate, you know, and that's a doing a podcast, you get it opens up opportunities to reconnect to network to meet cool people, you know, who share the same passions as you. So I got to meet up with him. And you know, again, if you're in Fresno, and you want to buy a house or, or uh, you're looking to buy a house, hit up Brandon Iron Key Real Estate. He's a blue belt Pacific martial arts, you know, super squared away, dude. Yeah, we'll have to try to get him on too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Brandon will definitely come on. Um, you know, everybody that I got to shout out to everybody from your team, you know, very yeah. cool, cool guys down there from rivalry, you know. Um good vibes. Uh, who else? Oh, Savvy. This guy, a uh, guy named Savvy just hit me up. He's been listening to the show, man. He really he he digs your freaking talking style, man. He so <laughs> he he said you he said you're very articulate and he loves listening to you. So that's good, man. Thank you, brother. uh, Appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anybody else listening, man, we appreciate it. And we're ready to get this uh, thing going. Leave us again, leave us a rating and review. You know, we got the Soul Rollers page up. That's about to get loaded with content pretty soon. So at Soul Rollers underscore JJ, check that out. And uh, yeah, man. So there we go. Shout out to Tom Williams. I got to drill with him yesterday. Fun. Really, really good to connect with him and see him get motivated and and push himself in there. And uh, he even mentioned how like listening to our podcast pushed him to get back in there. So super grateful for that. That's such a huge compliment to us. And uh, it means the world to us because this is why we do it, you know, to, to be there for each other. It's the support system that we're trying to put a spotlight on in, in jujitsu. So super excited uh, about chatting with him and drilling with him and the fact that I got to be back in there and, and get to work. Um, so yeah, just excited, man. Right on. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening. And, and also uh, Juan Garola out there, yeah. in, you know, in the central Valley, he's been like really listening to the podcast pumped up. He, he got uh, his broken toe healed and he's back training now. And um, you know, we appreciate all the updates Juan. So keep it up, man. Keep up everything you're doing um yeah man so let's get this thing uh get this thing underway here um i I, if unless there's anything else you want to you want to throw in there before we get started the only other thing is i'm excited for the uh, ig page um Mm. and just want to call you out on all the work you've been putting in on it super appreciative of it and uh, i'm really excited about the logo i'm really excited about the content and the way you've created uh, like the how you're going to put out the content Man, and I really hope that uh, everyone listening follows it and sends you some love and, and tells you what they think about the page and the logo and everything because you put in some serious work. So I just want to call you out on that. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, I love doing it, man. I love creating shit. So like to get an opportunity to create something around jujitsu and personal development is like, fuck, that's I could do that shit all day, man. So thank you. Much appreciated. So, um, yeah, man, other than that. I think, I think I'd like to lead in on this, on this question, if we could, yeah, Um, Yeah, let's do it. This was sent in by somebody who wanted us to dissect this. So let me find it real quick. And um, here it is. Okay. So this is a great question. It's a great question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He says, uh, I have a topic that you guys could touch on. It's a bit personal. Uh, And I feel like a lot of people have gone through it, not just in jujitsu, but in different avenues of life. Uh, It was a personal struggle that I dealt with when I moved to a new state and left my old gym. I tried a new gym and quickly realized that I didn't really want to do jujitsu anymore. I realized it was the people I trained with that I, 
I realized it was the people that I trained with that I loved and the jujitsu was just the medium for it. Um, I actually came home from my second class at this new gym and cried to my wife because it finally hit me that I wasn't missing jujitsu. I was missing my training partners. Since then, I have found a new outlet in spin classes with my wife, and it's been really helpful for me mentally and physically, similar to how jujitsu was. We're meeting new people, and it's been really good. Anyway, uh, sorry to talk your ear off, but I just wanted to share with you. Uh, feel free to share this idea of leaving the gym with William and see what you guys think. So uh, basically, dude left the state, moved to a new gym. And uh, apparently he's a blue belt and he went to a new gym for a couple days and he decided he doesn't want to do jujitsu anymore because he misses the atmosphere and the people that he was training with as opposed to the jujitsu. And so he started spin classes. He said, it's a good community. He's doing it with his wife, but he went home and he was, you know, he went home to his wife and was like, you know, crying to his wife, like, man, I, I miss the gym. I miss the people there it's not as much the jujitsu and uh you know i'll i'll let you speak on that for a minute and i got i got some some stuff to add into that for sure yeah uh what comes up for me at first is to acknowledge the vulnerability of the question itself and like the fact that we're putting ourselves in situations that bring up a lot of these emotions a lot of uh different things so just acknowledge he's you know working through it and uh sharing and uh, in those vulnerable states, it's easy to kind of see yourself as isolated or apart from the bigger group that you're used to being a part of. Camaraderie is like really important in our life. And I know what I went through when I left being a cop, I felt like I got blackballed, man. Like none of the guys I used to work would talk to me anymore. And I know it's a big thing in, in professional sports as well. Like once you're not a part of the, the team anymore, one of my friends is uh, he used to be a professional baseball player and, and you know, he, and then he was a, a cop even too. And so he left both those arenas and, you know, you lose all your friends, you lose your, your identity, you, you lose your social, social circle, you know? And uh, so I understand the vulnerability that it takes to kind of what he's going through. And, you know, it's a tough experience. So I don't want any of my responses to this question to, you know, not be compassionate or not acknowledge the strength that it takes to ask that question and to go through this experience. So the yes. thing for me is, is when I left being a cop, I had to rebuild like my social circle and it came with a lot of like issues because I didn't know how to do that, especially as men. I don't think we're very good at building connections and stuff like you and I went through hardship together. And I think that helped our relationship to get close with each other and to work through stuff and then personal development and now jujitsu helps us connect in different ways. And uh, I was just talking to a guy, a blue belt at the Academy, and we we're talking about the community and jujitsu and stuff like that. Uh, it teaches men how to connect with each other and support each other. And, and even if you're in another state, jujitsu still works. Like it's still a community. You're still a part of our family. You know, even if it's just through this podcast, you're a part of our family. You're the reason we're doing this is so that, we don't lose that connection that you're talking about. You know, we want people to feel a part of this community in jujitsu. And because that, that connection and that community means so much to me and it, and it has benefited me so much, this is what motivated me to do the podcast. So for me, <clears throat> I remember starting as a new white belt and feeling like I needed to earn the respect of the guys, you know, and gals, like the, the, my family, the people I train with, you know, it's like, 
I didn't feel like I was a part of the group. And some of that was my own self-doing. Like I kind of isolated myself because I didn't feel like I deserved their respect yet. So we do that to ourselves. So a lot of, some of this might be him pressuring himself. Like he doesn't feel like deserving of like being at the other place or whatever it might be. I think we do that. And then the other part is, is I wasn't a part of the group. You know, I, they didn't know me yet. You know, there's some of the guys are like, "Mm, this guy's pretty cool. Like, we'll see what he does, you know, and you got to work your way, like building to be a part of the tribe. Right. And I think that there comes a lot of benefits with that because you gain confidence and self-respect and you see yourself differently once you earn that spot. And I really feel like that's been a journey for me uh, in my academy. And I think it's, it's done in a way that's very healthy if you, if you really trust the process with jujitsu. And I trust my coach, my professor, I trust him. And he does it where he really respects everyone and he's a good guy. And so it's a good community. Trust the process, trust the community. Um, do not quit. Do not go to spin class. Um, unless it's in addition to, but do not stop doing jujitsu. Right. That's another goal I have for this podcast is I want it to bring like people to jujitsu. I want it to encourage people to continue to go to jujitsu and I want it to like be something that motivates them to stay in it, work together and push each other to go further in jujitsu. Right. Yes. Those are goals I have intentions. I have every day I sit down to do this with you or whatever days we do it. Um, and so I really want to focus on those things. I don't know if that brought up anything for you or if I didn't touch on everything, you know, go ahead and share what you yeah. think. No. Yeah. I want to share a few things on this. And one thing that that brought up, um, at the end there was, we've talked about this before, but jujitsu, that's the whole reason for this podcast. Jujitsu will give you what you need. And your situation that you're experiencing right now with that question is what you need in life right now. It's showing you your weakness. That's showing you your weakness. And jujitsu will do that for you continually. And that's why we've created this podcast because jujitsu is showing us our weaknesses. And when we're shown, when our weaknesses are being brought to light, then we can make those weaknesses strong. And if you're feeling any, any type of, uh, if you're feeling like you want to quit, maybe you should reevaluate why inside of you, why are you unable to adapt to this new situation? Um, you know, like William said, and and it's, it, these, this is all learning, right? This is personal development. This comes with experience. You have to put yourself through the flames of life to become the person that you're meant to be. You can't hide from the flames. The flames are always going to be there. And on the other side of the flames are growth. You know, when I was a, when I left being a police officer, same thing, man, you get 10, I was there for a decade. I built my whole network around these people that I worked with guys with the same sense of humor, guys who understood me, guys who went through the same shit as me, guys who've seen the same fucking gory bullshit that we saw all the time, you know, and then I retired and all of a sudden there's this wall between me and all those guys. I lost my whole network of people. Maybe one or I mean, you know, William and maybe one or two other guys have stuck around as friends. And then you, you, you know, you come into this dark place and it's called the learning of life. And so from there, and I'm just sharing this story so you can kind of understand, you know, like the process um, from there, I sold everything in the town that I was in for 35, 34 years. And I moved to fucking Kauai, you know, with my wife at the time and two kids somewhere where I didn't know one goddamn person. I had to start my whole life over again, you know, and it, it took a while for me to even make friends there. And, and then you become, you know, you're not a local there. 
you know, so it takes a lot to be accepted into that community. You know, I got a job there, you know, I was working loss prevention there at this really nice fucking St. Regis hotel. And you're working there with, you know, the whole team of security guys were local Hawaiians. And here I am, this dude from California, you know, and it wasn't comfortable And, and any job or anything new for me, what I found, it takes three, four or five months of consistency to, to find a groove, to, to get comfortable, to get, so people get to know you. And, and as long as you have a good heart, as long as you have a good heart and you're good to people, you're going to build those bonds and you're going to become a stronger person because of it. You know, so where you're feeling resistance is where you kind of need to direct yourself where me and William have talked about many times, you know, let fear be your compass. If, if for some reason you're feeling fear and, and discomfort, that's the compass pointing you to where you need to go in your life to become a stronger person. So like William said, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I say, you know, you, you go in there, maybe try another gym if you didn't like the vibe or go in there and give yourself three months because you've already gotten to the blue belt level. So you're on the journey and nothing, nothing, believe me, there's not many things in this life that's going to give you for your life, what jujitsu is going to give you. And, um, I really want to encourage you to at least give it three to six months of consistency, because what's going to happen is you're going to form bonds. You're going to earn that respect. You're going to get better at jujitsu. You're going to make friends. You're going to be accepted into that portion of the community. And like William said, man, jujitsu is such a beautiful worldwide community. You're still part of that community, you know, wherever you may be like through this podcast, you're part of the community. You know, you're you're a brother to us just because you're in the same struggle as us. You're doing jujitsu, man. You know, so I just want to encourage you, you know, get in there. Don't let this jujitsu is giving you what you need right now as a person. Some, some, some jujitsu found a weakness in you and it's not bad. I'm not putting you down or we all have fucking weaknesses, but jujitsu found a hole in your game. Right. And it's not even in your fucking, it's not even in technique. It's in the personal development portion of it. So that's why you got to aim your compass right back in there and step into the fire and, and adapt. And as you adapt, you're going to become a stronger person. And as you become a stronger person, everything in your, well, you gain confidence. And as you gain that confidence, everything in your life gets better because you want, because you went toward the fear and toward the flame. So that's my thoughts on it. Don't, don't quit. Don't quit, man. So. Yeah. And like the coach in me, the human being in me wants to acknowledge like, Hey, the what I felt when I first started the suck the new the the isolation all that is instinctually like igniting to our self like our personal like self-preservation like our brain to survive so when you feel like you're out of the tribe that means death to our brain that's not a reality it's an illusion but that doesn't mean it doesn't count like if we feel that inside it's valid so don't overlook that and just hammer your way through and just think that, you know, cause just like I felt the same way recently. Cause I had the concussion. I was out of the, the Academy for three weeks. I wasn't there. I didn't get to hang out with the guys. I didn't get to be there and feel like I was there, you know? Um, thankfully I had guys reaching out and checking on me and got to see them and stuff, but it's hard being away. Right. Just like you're saying, we build our networks and our lifestyle around this certain thing. And we think it's us. It's just an experience we're having in life. And thankfully the community in jiu-jitsu is so broad and so amazing that it's very inclusive. 
But at the end of the day, you're never outside of that. And you got to remind yourself, you got to take the time to acknowledge, hey, this is fear. And just because it is my compass doesn't mean I stop being a human being and I just force my way through it. Don't do that, you know, because that creates coping mechanisms and different things you have to deal with later on that is not how we want to approach it. But what you're saying is dead on like, yes, but also don't forget you're a human being. And that's why we're here doing this podcast to go, hey, I'm scared too, man. Shared experience is powerful. And just by you being vulnerable and stepping into this is going to make space for someone else to share that they're kind of worried about it too. Or, Hey man, I don't know about this either. Should I do this? And we're here for each other. And, and, and that's what it's all about. So you're right on track. You're doing great and uh, appreciate your vulnerability. Appreciate you uh, being a part of jujitsu and, and letting us, you know, riff on this a little bit and anything I could do to help just let us know, man. Yeah, for sure. Hit us up if you want to follow up on the on the question, whatever it is. If you're listening and you have a question similar or whatever it is, man, hit us up at the increase life. You can hit me up um, at the Will Dennis. But now we have at uh, soul rollers underscore JJ. So hit us up there with any questions. Yeah, anything, man, on these type of topics. And, and we'll, we'll get into it for you and uh, see what see if we can extract some gems out of there for you. So, yeah, man, great question. Thanks for sending that in. And uh, hopefully you get back in there. Hopefully you get back in there because it's going to really strengthen your network there. And you, you'll you'll be glad that you did eventually. Give it three, four months of consistency and you'll be feeling great about it. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So um, the other thing was, well, we got a few things, man. So we got some time here. We got we got a few things to talk about. But uh, uh I guess we can get into, cause it's a big deal and we, we can get into your, uh, getting your blue belt, man. We'll get that. We'll get that, uh, topic up here for a minute. And, uh, so congratulations on that. That's a, uh, that's a big deal, man. That's a big, big stepping stone for you, man. It feels good. Uh, I bet it feels good. To, and you just got to, you were, you were injured. So you just got to finally go back into the gym with your, with your blue belt on and shit. Right. Yeah, man. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's a big yeah. deal, man. It, it's, you know, I've tried to downplay it a little bit before I got the promotion and all that, but really like just accepting it and receiving it means a lot. You know, a lot of the guys have reached out and talked to me about it and it feels amazing to be respected and, and to be appreciated for my work that I put in. And, uh, it matters, man. It's, it's a good thing. I've grown as a man. I've grown, a you know, as a human being off the mats as much as I have on the mats. And that means something to me. Um, the man I am today, you know, even how we were reflecting and this is kind of going off topic to what we're going to talk about after this, who we were like, when we got to drive around Southeast and talk and, and reminisce, so to speak, um, it showed me how far I've come in the time I've been away and complete and utter transformation. You know, it's like a total metamorphosis from who I was then till now. And I'm super grateful for that, you know, big time. yeah. Well, congratulations, man. That's a, uh, that's a big deal. And we just keep, keep on grinding, man. Keep on fucking our ears up and shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it, on, on that topic, uh, since you, you kind of just um, brought it up that it, so those that don't know, we, I mentioned in the beginning, we went to, I went to a tournament. I was in Fresno visiting my, uh, my parents there and, uh, there was a tournament. So I linked up with William, haven't seen him in a while. And uh, we went to a tournament and the tournament was down in Southeast Fresno and Southeast Fresno is kind of a high crime area. 
It's where I started my career as a police officer. I spent most of my career there in Southeast Fresno, really high crime, high, high crime, high, high gang, gangs, all kinds of gangs there. Um, lots of drugs, lots of guns, lots of violence, you know, prostitution, everything you could think of down there. And uh, so, and I, that's, that's, it's in the area where I freaking spent my whole life growing up, man. So I got to police the area that I grew up in. So shout out to East Fresno, you know, represent. I always got to rep East Fresno, Mayfair District, no matter where I go in the world. So, um, yeah. But uh, we were down there driving around. And like you said, man, from there, every corner, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're driving and almost every corner, one of us could mention some type of shit that we that happened right there, you know, like, oh, that's where I that's where I got in that fight with that kid and cracked his skull. Yeah, you know, that's where this we got in this fight with this guy in the middle of the street and he's pouring blood all over the fucking street and he's getting tased and he's still throwing punches. And we, you know, and, and it's a knockdown, drag out fucking fight, you know, or this is where so and so ran from me. This is where this guy got shot. You know, this is where this car accident was, where the car got ripped in half and the people were decapitated and shit, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, just to be down there and remember, damn, what a we were living that life. You know, that was a that that you got to be i think to to live the life and to do the job that we were doing it's not all police officers but you got to be to do the type of shit we were doing man like you got to be a little bit i don't know what the fuck you got to be off your you little bit off your rocker or looking for some fucking adventure type of shit you know like but to to go from there where you just uptight stressed out you know running around like a madman you know looking for violence pretty much you're looking for violent situations to put yourself in on a nightly basis to be you know calm and relaxed and and where both of us are now man you're right dude like what a fucking long way we've come from 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 there man what a different life it is now and i'm happy i'm happy but it was good to go there and see man it felt good to drive around there with you and and check it out and remember what what we used to do man so uh, i'm glad you brought that up um I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. That's, it goes out to all first responders. What you do is amazing. You know, what you put yourself through as sad as it is now that I've been on the other side of it, it's, you know, I, I just want all of them to be appreciated, you know, nurses, doctors, you know, paramedics, firefighters, cops, all you guys do an amazing job. And, and it asks so much of a human being and it's not what we were like, our system was built to do, but yet people push themselves to do it out of service. So I always want to acknowledge people that do that, you know, so, yeah, but yeah, it takes a lot and there's some, it's crazy how many stories we have. You don't even realize it until you drive around a little bit. You're like, Oh man, what about this? Oh man. You remember that? (laughs) Yeah. It was a crazy experience, but it had like a, a good feel to it. It wasn't like, I didn't go back into trauma. I, I felt good. Like having that experience with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good day. Good reminder. I guess that kind of goes back to, how I got my blue belt, it feels like, Hey, there was some hardship, you know, there was some challenging times. I got my butt kicked a lot to get there. You know, you feel like you're just constantly getting your butt kicked. You have to grind to get there. You know what I mean? Yep. And it was a good experience getting my blue belt and seeing the guys that were there supporting me, pushing me, challenging me, you know, providing the resistance I needed to become better. Like it was a team effort, you know? And, and that's what I said after I got it was like, man, like I almost forgot how much compassion and love and just, you know, what was inside me because of what I experienced through going with PTSD and everything I was doing as a cop, like the academy reminded me of who I was. 
And so every day I went, it was a little bit more of finding myself again and reminding myself of who, who I have the ability and the capacity to be. And that's why I love jujitsu. And that's why I love everyone in the academy that has helped me see that, find that, and then continue to grow it through self-mastery and jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah, man. Honor. It's an honor. Yeah. It, it was such an honor. So, and it, and I couldn't do it alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. That was, uh, that was definitely. And then even, even going to that tournament, that was pretty cool experience, man. It was in like a gym. I mean, I don't know if that was a gym or what that was something at the fairgrounds. And it was like that day in Fresno, it was like 110, but inside of the gym, it was like 125 or something, you know, like you just walk in there and your t-shirt gets soaked fucking right off the bat, you know, and guys are in there competing. It was crazy, man. It was like some crazy fight club shit, you know, super intense, you know, um, you got to watch some of your teammates compete, you know, um, D shout out to D I got to watch him compete super solid performance, man. Looked really good. Um, yeah. Carlos, yeah. Um, I didn't know their names. Boy. Um, Tiffany competed who else? Um, uh, Andrew, um, who else did I see? There's someone else. Little Mo with the gimpy leg. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Um, but yeah, someone else competed. She took gold too. Um, who else was it? I got I to, I got to meet one of your teammates who, uh, I think his name was, um, Irving. He said he yeah. listens to the podcast and everything. So yeah. shout out to Irving shot. Um, appreciate yeah, it that. Was man. Fun, man. Coach that was there. Role. Uh, professor was there. You got to see them and it was just nice. It's like anywhere you go, you, you bump into those guys. And it's funny. Cause we talked about that a little bit. Like some of the guys, like you're just so different in the Academy than you are out in normal life. And, normal life you may never approach each other you may never connect you may never talk but because of jujitsu you got to know them on such a deeper level it doesn't matter what's going on in their day-to-day life if you come across them and maybe they're a totally different person than you and in day-to-day life but because you have the connection that you've built through like really hard roles or hard work or pushing each other in the academy you're instantly brothers or sisters like you're your family right you know, yeah. it's like, hey, we have a connection and it's always going to be a deeper connection than most people really experience on, you know, most is such a superficial, like, hey, I know of you, you're an acquaintance. I don't really know who you are, but I know your name. It jujitsu creates like a camaraderie, like we're talking about that regardless of who you are on day-to-day life, like maybe, you know, you're totally different person than I am because we have the experience that brings us closer through the community of jujitsu and the experience and the art of jujitsu. It's almost like it bypasses all the bullshit. Like, I don't give a fuck if you like rap music and I like country music. I don't give a fuck if um, you like stuff differently than me. I know who you really are because I've seen you struggle. I've seen you push yourself when you were tired, you wanted to quit and you kept going. That means something. I don't give a shit if you like the color red and I like the color blue. It's all superficial bullshit, right? I don't know if that brings up anything for you, but I was just like, I love that. No, it it does. And and even even more than just seeing someone struggle being, I think because we talked about it before, uh, there's a difference it's something about when you get in there and freaking toss it, toss it around when you roll, when you scrap with somebody, you know, when you roll with somebody, once you roll with somebody, cause there could be somebody that you, you see like, a, a, Oh, a new, new blue belt came in and it's been about three weeks and we haven't rolled yet. I see him, he sees me, but we haven't fucking locked up horns and we're not really homies yet, you know, but this one night 
we're gonna fucking go six minutes and fucking scrap it up and right after that your buddies after that you fucking got each other's back after that you know each other well six minutes you know and and there's no judgment and it, it brings you into the presence of people who because of our you know a, a lot of time just the way we are as humans we judge people based on our own perception of our like ourself right so there's how many people on earth seven something billion seven something billion people are going to see a different william dennis because they're just seeing the world as a reflection of themselves right so you know when you get in there in jujitsu it, it kind of takes all the judgment away and you just see the person for their for their heart you know and you see them for and that's the true connection of humans is 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 the heart connection man and so you know you're going to meet some really eclectic people, man, people you never would have never would have been friends with. And when you meet those type of people, you your 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 view of the world expands. You see the world differently. And uh, I just can't say enough good things about it, man, about getting in there and and uh, rolling with somebody for for fucking five, six, ten minutes. You know, it'll it'll uh, the shit's life changing, man. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what came up for me when you shared that was like, damn, like that's what I was talking about when I got my blue belt. It was like man, like finally for once people see me for me, not for the bullshit projection I'm putting out or the mask I'm wearing to keep myself safe for self-preservation, you know, to protect my vulnerability of like, Oh no, what if I'm not accepted in this community? And that's what, you know, the guy that asked the question, that's what he's experiencing right now. You're having a human experience brother. And we have it every single day too. And the reason I was so honored to get my blue belt was because I had that experience too. I've been very isolated. I've been very cut off from my network, my community that I thought was strong. Like I, I literally put myself between bullets and these guys, you know, and they stopped calling me. They stopped checking in on me. And I know the feeling I get it. I, I know why it happens, but you know, I thought it was deeper than that. And I was mistaken. And now in jujitsu, like I've almost, I have very much exposed myself for my frustration, for my weaknesses, right? Hey, I'm not good at jujitsu. I suck. And so I've swam across this river of misery, this suck, right? And when I've got to the other side, which I'm not, I'm not saying I'm somewhere in jujitsu. I'm just saying I got through that internal battle that I was having about jujitsu and about community and about connection with guys. You know, I built this network of people in my life that I can trust that is going to be there for me, you know, because the other one got, you know, taken away from me, so to speak. And they, they betrayed me, so to speak, if I want to internalize it that way. Um, and that let me down. So now I had to like open myself up very vulnerably to this new community. And thankfully the community is jujitsu. And I just, jujitsu knows, man, it knows how to support you. It's the support system, you know, that is so amazing. And it was almost like a revelatory process. Like I was revealing myself to these people and I got nothing but acceptance in return. Every single part of the way, just like you said, it's so accepting. Because it's not bullshit. It's not based on superficial bullshit. I'm not some tough guy that likes guns and shit like that. I never fucking like guns. I never shot a gun until I became a cop. When I went to the Dude. academy, they're like, here you go. Here's a gun. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? Yeah. And so I just learned on the go. I didn't fight people. I wasn't a violent guy. But man, I learned in the fucking mean streets of Southeast Fresno. I learned how to fight. And I was good at it. I was mean as shit. And that's yeah. how I learned. In the alleyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm learning a whole new version of myself. When I went and compete, competed, I got to know myself. I was loving his shit. And, and coach, he talked about me before he gave me my blue belt, which was such an honor. 
he, he, he talked about me as a very loving, kind person, someone who's very humble. I'm like blown away. I'm like, man, is he talking about me or someone else he's going to promote? Like, and he said me, and I'm like, this is me. Like th- these people know me for my heart. Right. Yes. They know, and they're reminding me of who I am every day by accepting me. That's the kind of mirror that jujitsu is. And that's the kind of people that I've trained with. Those people push me to be myself and learn to get to a blue belt level in life. What an honor. Don't, don't take that away from yourself by quitting because you're in an uncomfortable environment. Jujitsu is a process. Stick with the process. Right. But man, especially in, in, as you're talking, I'm thinking, man, especially in today's world, like any community you get in, man, everything's getting more and more superficial, Yeah, you know, man, there's just so much fake bullshit out there. You know, everybody's putting up fake shit on goddamn social media, you know, um, acting like they're living these perfect lives and you hear it a lot, but you, you see it, you know, and it's easy to compare yourself to that. And I mean, even if you go into some, whatever spin class or, whatever the fuck you, you know, jogging club, whatever you're getting into the people that you're, you're in that community, you're making friends with, you're still just living through this, this it's, you're not going to get the level of connection that you're going to get, you know, if you go in and you, you know, you have that same person driving their forearm into your neck for three minutes and you can't get away, you know, and they're sweating on your forehead and shit and you can't breathe. You know what I mean? That's, that's um, all those judgments and perceptions and fake bullshit. You know, you can bring your fake. That's whenever I see that shit, whenever I see the ego in somebody, I'd probably see it from myself, you know, because I've struggled with it. But when I see it, I'm like, fuck, you need to come into jujitsu, motherfucker. Like get into jujitsu because that's it's it's going to it's going to exercise the demons, man. You know, you can't hide. You can't you can't like you said, the facade, that facade that we put out like like uh you know, we're greater than we are and we lack humility and we're putting out this fake shit on the internet, come into jujitsu, you know, and, and get your fucking, get your sternum smashed for a few minutes and, and, and you can't breathe and you got some big motherfucker on top of you, you know, it doesn't uh, sound very inviting, but yeah, you know, but (laughs) for the people in jujitsu listening, who are most, who's probably listening to this, that you get it, you fucking get it, you know, like it takes away all the bullshit. It takes away all the, all the, uh, you know, you got to work through your insecurities. You got to work through your weaknesses and, uh, and it'll forge you into a fucking warrior of a human, you know? Yeah. It's holy ground, man. It's holy. Exactly. And that's why we bow when we walk on the mat. Yeah. You you know, it lets you exercise those demons, right? Yep. You know, and, and when you bring those demons on the mats, like you're one of those guys that uses strength over technique, it will catch up to you. So I'm not saying jujitsu is perfect. There's no flaws that, Anytime there's humans involved, there, there's insecurities, there's flaws, there's weaknesses. And that's the, the sacredness of jujitsu is it's the perfect uh, platform to exercise those demons, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's guys that you, you know, even upper belts yeah, at times you come across and they're just, you know, you, you know, I, I was talking to someone the other day, we mentioned a certain person and, you know, it's like, yeah, man that's but when you get that you know you can tell it's their insecurity driving them to act that way you know to use strength and, and to injure like injure people or whatever it is you know yeah. and it's usually it's a select few it's a very select few because they haven't exercised that they haven't got into that vulnerability they haven't let go of their ego you can tell when someone's coming from insecurity because when you roll with a black belt you man when i roll with a professor there's no ego 
dude, he looks like a little kid just having a blast. And I'm like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. And it, it's so amazing because it's, it's sacred ground, man. Sacred ground. Yep. Yeah, man. It's good shit. And uh, on that topic, there we can kind of like go into this next topic that I, I kind of wanted to bring up is I've, I have a couple of friends who are blue belts and I've heard them talking about like it, you know, Oh, I've been a blue belt for three years. You know, I think it's about time I'm getting, should be getting my purple belt. <laughs> and that, 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 that topic comes up kind of often. And uh, I just wanted to delve into that a little bit because uh, from just, I mean, from my perspective, it's like, that's not even, especially now that I, like, I, I was in my mind, I was like, man, I kind of want to get, I, I want to get my blue belt, you know, like I, I was like, fuck, I just don't want to be a goddamn white belt. This is my ego, you know, but as I got my blue belt and I'm learning jujitsu and the, and the concepts behind jujitsu and, and learning what it's all about, it's like, fuck your belt, you know, like for one, fuck your belt, you know, like don't, that has nothing to, if you don't have your purple belt yet or whatever belt it's just because you're not to that level yet you know there's no time limit on it instead of wondering when the professor is going to give you your fucking belt wonder how you can get better like when are you going to get better motherfucker you know like if i don't i don't i have no to me it's like dude i'm just loving jujitsu and if i get a fucking purple belt one day i'll get a purple belt and that'll be great and i'm hoping to goodness that when i get that motherfucker that I can represent it well, you know, like, okay, you gave it to me and I can fucking rep this shit, you know? Um, but I do know, I didn't realize it, but there's a, there's a lot of people who worry about that shit. They worry about getting their belts. And, um, that's part of the process showing you your weakness. You know, if you were jujitsu is showing you your weakness and, and what's your thoughts on that, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I can get into semantics. Like weakness is a powerful word. It's a very t- tough, like thing to swallow sometimes, but like I said, Jiu-jitsu is a sacred ground. So you can say weakness, struggle, you know, tendency, whatever you want to call it. But it's, you know, it's like, you know, live by faith and trust the process and don't put the cart before the horse. All these sayings, like these things that we talk about, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. But how do you live into that? You know, it's like common sense isn't as very common and it's even less common practice. Like how do we make these things a practice? How do we trust the process? What is the practice of trusting the process? That's what jujitsu does. It's sacred ground to teach you how to live in faith that you can progress a little bit incrementally day by day and become something greater than you thought you could. Right. That's the process. Trust the process of the mentor that is guiding you. You know, there was a quote I heard the other day. It's like George Bernard Shaw. He's a really famous dude or a really cool dude. I've read a lot of his stuff. Um, And he talked about like, hey, you know, I'm not your teacher. I'm just a fellow traveler pointing, pointing ahead. When you ask me a question or I'm trying to show you something, it's just me pointing ahead of myself and you on this journey of life that we're having. And we're just going in this direction together. So don't think that I'm being, you know, pretentious by trying to tell you what to do. I'm just offering up you know, you know, kind of a a guiding light towards a certain direction. If it speaks to you, go on it. And that's what I feel like I can trust in my professor, solid human being, right? I can trust in you when I open up to you about my shortcomings. We're just fellow travelers on this road together. And I really believe that there's this urge because I've had people come up to me now that I got my blue belt and saw shiny and sparkly, not a, not a freaking smear on it. It's just, I'm like, dude, can I wear this thing? It's so brand new. (laughs) 
you know, and it's going to get, it's going to get smeared up pretty quickly. I'm sure when I say I get back to full, full rolls, I'm going to get my butt whooped, you know? So, um, cause it's going to be another level, you know, of challenge. You were, what were you saying? You were saying you had people come up to you and then you started talking about your belt. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm trying to brag about my blue belt a little bit, nope, let, but, let me, uh, but yeah, I've had white belts come up to me like, man, when am I going to get mine? When, when, man, when am I going to get the blue belt? You know, like I, I'm only a few behind you, right. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm oh, like, really? bro, like, dude, it's not like that. It doesn't work. You're not, there's not a time stamp that you get. Like, you, it's not like you're going to work and you work 17 days and you get a paycheck. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's a journey. Trust the process, right? It's developing you into a better human being, you know, and, and you can, it can reveal to you certain shortcomings, you know, weaknesses or however you want to label them, uh, which that was where this process took me, you know, so trust the process. It's a container for you to grow. You know, where are you not taking responsibility? Where are you not wanting to let fear guide you? That kind of thing. And, and I think it's just a, you know, a f- human flaw that we all have, you know, the comparison, uh, the outcome first, you know, cause really what is this whole thing about? You know, it isn't about some outcome, you know, if, if it's, if you're trusting the process, then the struggle should always be worth it. If you just are there to get an outcome, if you're just there to get a purple belt to prove something to other people, the struggle will never be worth it. You're never going to be able to sustain, regardless of how much willpower you have to force yourself to do it. What, you know, only struggle with shit that's worth it, you know, and what this blue belt can call you to become and what a purple belt can call you to become is the process of being a better you. It's a declaration that you're going to sacrifice time and and hard work and, and, you know, comfort to become a better version of yourself. It's a declaration saying, Hey, I believe, you know, I can put in the work, I can stay committed and I can discipline my lifestyle and myself to become a better version of myself a certain amount of time down the road. I don't know how much time, I don't know what it's going to take. I, I probably don't even believe I have what it takes to be able to do it, but I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to build a support system to help me keep pushing. And I'm going to become a better, better version of myself, regardless of the outcome. The struggle is worth it. Yeah. And if the struggle's worth it, you can overcome any obstacle or any weakness or any human flaw. Yeah. And like what you said, you yeah, like you said, that's um, that's another lesson that jujitsu uh, teaches as a metaphor for everything else in life. You know, like in our society, especially, we're so outcome based, and that's where the that's when you get enslaved to unhappiness when yep. you're when you're when you're chasing after outcomes when you're doing things just to make money or whatever, you know, I'm doing this just to get my belt, you know, when, as long as you're looking for the outcome, the outcome is going to elude you. And what, and the gem that you're searching for is never going to be fucking found. You're never going to find what you're looking for in life. If you're chasing outcomes, you know, I'll be happy when I get the right woman. I'll be happy when I get the right career. Never going to happen. I'll be happy when I get my blue belt. Never going to fucking happen. You know, you have the, the way you change that is find happiness in what you're doing in the yep. moment, fill your day with things that make you happy, you know, do, do things that are worth it to you. You know, you put in the work because you enjoy fucking doing it, you know, um, it's like going, you know, we, we go and open the gym on Tuesdays. I've talked about in like two, two hours, we're just in there fucking it's because we love fucking doing it. I love it. There's no outcome I'm looking for. I want to get good at jujitsu. 
I can wear my blue belt the rest of my goddamn jujitsu career. Shit, I want to wear my blue belt and fucking start smashing purple belts. Like that would be awesome. I don't need a fucking purple belt to fucking beat. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't need a purple belt to, to be able to fucking go in there and compete, compete with purple belts. I just want to get good at jujitsu. You know what I mean? Fuck the belt yeah. color. Fuck what the belt color. You're just showing other people, you know? And one thing you don't, you know, you're, you're in a rush to get your next belt. Here's your purple belt motherfucker. Now, are you good enough to have it? You know, do you deserve that shit? Like, can you hang like the white belt? Here's your blue belt. And now you got to go in there and, and are, are you, you know, can you hang with that? Or are you going to fucking make a fool of yourself because you, you wanted some outcome that, that wasn't, that you didn't earn yet. You know what I mean? So the, my advice on that is just, man, trust the process. Do you love jujitsu or what the fuck are you doing it for? You know, why are you doing it? A colored fucking belt around your waist or, or to become a better person. Yeah. The accolades will never match the character building aspects. Right. And that's something that my coach shared to me. He's like, I just don't promote you on your technical skill. I promote you on your, your growth and character. You know, I want you to be a a great human being off the mats just as much as you are on the mats. And it's like, what, that's the person I'm following. Hell yeah. Sign me up for that process. Right. It's a process you know, and you aren't your belt at the end of the day. I'm not a gold medal. If I win at the tournament, you know, you don't go to the tournament to win. You go there to get better at jujitsu. You don't go to the mats to win. You go there to get better at jujitsu. That's a process. It's not a, it's not an accolade. Yes. And you'll run out of people to acknowledge you and validate you externally. As you walk around with a blue belt saying, yeah, I made it. It's like, dude, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. The, the, that gold medal winning at a, a competition at a white belt, it stopped mattering as soon as I left that arena that I was, you know, competing in. Like it just stopped mattering. It's like, cool, you get a little gold belt, like a gold, gold medal or something, but okay, what's next? What's the next step in the process? That's it. Yeah. What's you know? the next battle? What's the yeah, next flames just, that we it, can walk it really into? It is just a revelatory process of just revealing yourself. And the purple belt is just a mirror you know, different experiences, just a mirror, you know, and my coach even said that at the promotion, he said, uh, you know, getting a blue belt doesn't mean you're not going to get tapped by white belts. It's not what this is about. It's, it's a character growth moment. It's a moment that we've grown to this level where I see that you're ready for this next, you know, opportunity to live into. And it's like what you said with relationships, just finding and getting married doesn't solve all marital problems or whatever you're trying to use to solve that. Like, Oh, I found this perfect woman. Now I'll be happy. Mm -mm. That's just a mirror to reveal to you where you don't love yourself, to, re- to reveal to you what, why you're holding back your own ability to, for happiness. Like a good metaphor I, I've heard recently was like a power plant doesn't like, you know, you know, create energy. It, 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 it's a generator. It's, it just generates energy. It doesn't come from the power plant. That's not where the energy come from. It's, it's just a generator of energy that puts it out. So we're responsible for the energy we take with us everywhere we go and what we put out. It was just a really cool metaphor. And I'm like, dang, like, yeah, how am I not taking responsibility for my mindset? You know, if I'm accolade based, if I'm outcome based, I'm never going to value the, the, the work that it went to earn the accolade itself. Yeah. And that's such a limited version of this human experience. It's a very limited way. Being present every single day, enjoying the day, not avoiding the experience is how you live. You yeah. live life. You don't, you don't wait. It's just you're waiting to get like mile markers on this journey of life. And that's all you get as an experience of life. That's a really sad way to live. 
like that's what I love about jujitsu is getting smashed. Like you're talking about, like at the end of that, you're laying there on the mat covered in sweat and not all of it's your sweat. You're picking someone else's hair out of your teeth. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not from biting them. It's just, I don't know how it gets in your teeth. I don't know if you've ever had that. It's disgusting, but Hey, pubes. No, nah, I don't know about pubes. <laughs> it definitely, some of the guys have like long hair. Yeah. I obviously don't, but sunny so. motherfucker that not happened the other hair. night. I had Sonny's back and this dude, Sonny, I had his back and, uh, He's like a, you know, surfer dude. So he's got like fucking longer hair on top and his sweaty hair just fucking kept falling right into my goddamn mouth. I'm spitting dude, it out. It's actually a weapon. It's Back like, in my mouth. you know, yeah. I've been yeah, like a couple of the guys were on top of me. They have long hair. It could smother you. It's like, man, I can't breathe. Like, you have to like it's, smack their hair. Out of your it's all wet and shit. Okay, yeah. Dude. Fucking yeah. gross. <laughs> oh God. I love jujitsu, man. It's, it's oh, like, but, dude. There, there was a couple, before I forget, there's a couple things to touch on that you, that you were, uh, on your talk right there. Um, yeah, go for it, man. No, damn it. I forgot what one of them was. Damn it. It'll come back. Um, the, uh, the, oh, on a, on a spiritual level, man, as far as like the outcome based shit, like the, it's, it's almost this weird, uh, trickery that we live in and this outcome based world and the magic happens when you learn how to stop going for the outcomes. And then, like you said, enjoy each day and live each day to the fullest, fill your day with things that make you happy, raise your vibration to another level, become very positive and, and make that a disciplined effort to do the things you love, be happy and raise your vibration on a daily basis. Let go of all the outcomes. You, you'll hear all spiritual teachers from Jesus to fucking Buddha, to the Bhagavad Gita, to fucking successful people, prosperity teachers. Every one of them talk about, detaching from the outcome and how it's going to happen. Let go of the motherfucking outcome. Just get that fucking out of your mind. Don't worry about the outcome. Don't worry about your belt or whatever outcome you're looking for. Worry about being present in the moment and enjoying the moment and being happy and having a positive attitude and enjoying life. And as you raise that vibration, all that other shit will come to you, you know, and that, that right there is the power and the magic of, of in life itself, man. And, you know, we can say it a million times, but I'm just barely figuring that out how to apply that in my life after years of working on this years and years of working on this, this idea of detachment, because you can tell people this, you can tell people about letting go and detachment, but people aren't going to learn from your words, the, the God or the universe or whatever, the fucking process of life is going to teach you through hard lessons. And so you can keep on learning those hard lessons or you can just fucking let go, you know, whatever it is you're struggling with in life, let the shit go let it go, man. We're all fucking dust in the wind. You know, it's going to be over before you know it, release it and enjoy your life. Cause you can't control shit. You think you control anything in this fucking universe. The universe is in control, man. You know, yeah. God, whatever you believe that you there's someone else driving this fucking ship. We're just here, man, floating along in it. And as long as, as soon as you can let go of control, Soon you can't control it. You can't control other people, the situations, any of that shit, man. I just want to really drive that point home. The outcomes, all that shit, let it go, you know. And and as you let that go, your life becomes better. Your life becomes more fuller and rich and and prosperous, and you find happiness, you know. And that that's where the happiness is found. And really, happiness isn't found in acc accolades, right? We're looking for happiness. Money. What are you looking for with money? You think you're going to get happy? What are you looking for with your purple belt? You think that's going to make you a happy person? That woman that you want to get? You think that's going to make you happy? that car you want to get to impress other people, you think that's going to make you happy. None of that is going to create happiness within yourself. 
And when you let all that go and you work on finding happiness within you, everything that you've ever wanted is going to come to you and you don't have to chase it anymore because chasing is just going to force it to elude you. So yeah, man, that that, that was one topic. It's a revelatory process. So you don't find happiness. You, you, inside you is the capacity to experience happiness at all times. Everything in life is just a journey back to yourself. So you, you may attract things to you because, you know, and you can get into the law of attraction and people like, yeah, it's bullshit or whatever, but it's not even that like you, everything comes to you that you want. It's you discover that everything you ever wanted and needed was inside you already. So you stop seeking it outside of you. And so you stop resisting stuff that isn't there and this, that, and the other, and we can get deep into personal development here, but it's, this is all a revelatory process to, for you to come back to, to home, which is the essence of who you are and realize that you were always enough, that you never needed all that external bullshit to justify you not being enough and to overcome that and compensate for it. You know, how many one month old babies do you see in therapy? Why is that? You don't, they don't need therapists. No, because you're fucking great. The moment you're born, you're good enough. You had enough. You were enough. And we forgot that through our human experiences. And just like jujitsu is sacred ground because it reveals those weaknesses, those insecurities, those uh, compensations that we're trying to create, those masks we're wearing. That's all that this is. You don't need to find that. You need to go back home to the truth of who you are and things, people and circumstances. Peter Crone, I love that dude. He, he, uh, listen to him all the time. And he talks, he says a quote, the circumstances and people in your life are there to reveal where you're not free. That's all it is. Everything you experience, the hard roles, the resist, like one of the things that competition taught me was to fall in love with the uncertainty in jujitsu. Every class I went to, and I, I remember we could probably go back and find the polos where I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I can go tonight, man. I'm nervous. Oh man. I, I, Cause I was going to go get my fucking ass whooped. And I knew it because I can't control control. Like you're talking about, I can't control the resistance I was going to get. Cause I was, I didn't know who I was going to roll with coach just says, Hey, you go with this guy. Hey, you go over there with that guy. I'm like, Oh man, that guy always whoops my ass, you know? (laughs) And so my ego or my self-preservation would be like, "Mm, don't go. It's uncertain. So we, we hide from uncertainty as if it's going to help us and it's only hurting us. It's a revelatory process. You, you need to go in there. Now I'm looking forward because I went to that competition and I rolled the guys I'd never met in my life before. And it was freaky and it was weird. And I'm like, oh, like, I love that now. When I go to class now, I'm like, oh man, I hope I roll with someone I haven't rolled in a while. You know, like, I hope I roll with someone that I don't remember what their game is and they catch me in something. Cause I'm like, oh, look at you slipping, you know? And they, they provide a resistance where they're teaching me where I'm not free, where I'm not like focused, where I'm not present. Like they're teaching me something about myself now. And so the competition, which is, is what I needed to realize where I wasn't free to realize where I was holding myself back. And it, everything in our life is a mirror pointing us back to ourselves. Where are you judging yourself? Where are you not kind to yourself? I've been really hard on myself throughout this recovery from my concussion. And now all of a sudden here I am all happy because I got the role a little bit and I got, I'm back to class. Nothing changed in my life. Really. It was just me being kinder to myself. Cause now I validate myself a little bit more because I'm training. Not, not fair. That's where jujitsu is revealing to me where I'm not kind to myself when I need to rest and recover. You know that too. You took time off. Yeah. Right. 
And, and yeah, man. you're, you're, you're kind of a proponent that helps me learn that it's okay to take some time off and not be so hard on myself. Yeah, man. I was out for like six months fucking trying yeah. to figure out this back bullshit, you know, and real quick. Also, you had mentioned something a minute ago when you were talking about, and it has to do with this same idea of, of accolades and, um, competing. And I had told you this the other day, but I kind of wanted to just go into this for a second. Um, I was after practice the other day, um, my professor, Mike and myself and one of my training partners, Sonny, we went to get some acai bowls and we were, uh, so Sonny's going to, um, he's going to compete pretty soon here and uh, Sonny's a blue belt. And I think he's like masters four division. Yeah. He's like 49 or 50 tough dude like freaking bull man you know he's a dude who like surfs and shit you know and uh he was talking to mike about he was asking him he was like you know in my division especially like guys do a lot of stand-up grip fighting and the whole fight might just be us standing up grip fighting you know and trying to figure it out so what do you think i should do do you think i should do that or what do you think i should do and um you know mike was like well do you want to, do you want to win or do you want to like do jujitsu and get better at jujitsu? You know, that's the choice you got to make on that. And I was like, fuck, that's a great question. I didn't, I didn't think of that, you know, because for the most part, I would think that most people go into a tournament with the mindset, I want to win this thing, you know? And so they go in with the, you know, taking the route of how can I, what, what's the game plan that I can win? What am I best at? What am I going to win at? And he was saying, like, you could stand up and grip fight and try to win and try to get top position, or you can work your fucking game that you've been trying to get better at in a live situation and get really fucking good at it, you know, regardless of winning or losing. And that's the that mindset that I think a small percentage carry is is what's going to make you better at at jujitsu, you know. And I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a pretty cool um, cool idea. Because in the end, like, if you're, I mean, it's good to. I guess it's good to go and I don't know, man. Winning is another thing. Like, like I said, we're just here. We live and we die. What is winning? What is a fucking gold medal? Why are we doing jujitsu? Like, what do you get by winning? You know, could you go in there and try the fucking guard that you haven't been, that you want to get better at in a live situation to get better at it? I think that's what the best people in the world would do. You know, it's a lower level to have the ego to just want to go win, you know, like Khabib, man, Khabib Nurmagomedov he when he fought ally quinta if you watch that fight he boxed with him ally quinta's a boxer khabib could have fucking taken him down and uh and beat the fuck out of him like he did everybody else and he knew that and he said after the fight in an interview that i saw he said well you know my boxing isn't my a game you know i'm not a boxer so i wanted to box with i quinta and you know and instead of sparring let me try my boxing on the biggest stage in the world in front of a fucking one of the best in the world. Cause that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to get good at it. You know? So he had the audacity to do something he wasn't that good at on a fucking championship fight, you know? And that's why he's the best fighter in the fucking world. You know what I mean? And that, that mindset is something to carry like, cause there's a lot of ego out there and, and a lot of guys listening, you know, just kind of wrap that mindset in, in into your own mindset and think, would you be able to do that? Would your ego allow you to go and work on something that you're not that good at to get better at it instead of just trying to win the fight? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Uh, well, and that's, that's, good a, that's a pretty deep topic, you know, you know, that's good coaching, you know, asking powerful questions. When you ask yes. more powerful questions, your life transforms to fit that container of that question. Right. Yes. And that's what a good coach will always do. Just like my coach, he came to me before the competition and said, you're here to perform. You're not here. Don't focus on winning because that takes your mind to a different place that there's self-preservation and winning. Right. If I don't win, I die. You know, like that's how my brain goes. Like I had to win as a cop. There's no losing. <laughs> losing is death as a cop. You know, that's how I took it. And yeah. so I didn't lose a fight. I made sure of it because I didn't want to go in a body bag. Right. Um, and that's very extreme, but cops are required to do extreme things. Um, but when coach opened up the idea of like, here, you're here to perform you, your game is closed guard. You're going to go perform closed guard. You're going to do what you do and, you know, go for it, go, go, go see what you got, you know? And it's a, just reveals you to yourself, right. You're not, you know, the winning and even, I mean, context, not content. So the context of that, what you shared, there's a mindset behind that, you know, and maybe that's where, what he did. I think I, Quinta, he's like a, a very good wrestler too. He comes from that, that, you know, Sarah uh, camp, you know, he's a very good wrestler as well. So maybe Khabib just couldn't take him down. I don't know, but the, the mindset that was created because of the, the, the context of that situation, if that's where Khabib was coming from, better on you that's what pushes you to that high level best in the world type status is those type of powerful mindsets those type of pushing yourself in uncomfortable areas you know letting fear be your compass that's what guided him to this place where he's one of the most successful fighters in the world right yeah uh, and but that's a declaration to seek the process to bring out the very highest level of potential inside you that's what the process can do for you but you got to match it with, you know, it's like what you talked about, like going and find the woman of your dreams. We've talked about relationships recently. Right. And what I shared with you is like, man, instead of like seeking it from, what do I get out of this? I want the woman of my dreams, me, 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 me focus. Right. That's a limited mindset. And what the Khabib was doing is like, where are my weaknesses? Where can I grow? How can I challenge myself in areas that I'm not comfortable with? Um, that is a expansive experience of life right it's a much broader way of looking at things so when i looked at okay I, if i'm asking for the woman of my dreams if i'm asking to be a purple belt if i'm asking this of life and of my academy and of my professor and of my friends how can i show up in a way and use that as a declaration to push myself to a better version of me to live into what i'm asking of life right if i'm asking for the woman of my dreams how can i show up in a way what can i change about what responsibility can I create inside myself and push myself with discipline uh, so that I can be the woman of, or the man of this woman's dreams, right? I, well, I'm not just going to ask something for nothing, right? Okay. Well, I got the woman of my dreams and then it's going to be all fucking sunshine and rainbows. Cause let me tell you, marriage is not sunshine and it's not rainbows. <laughs> nope. But man, is it an amazing process to create in a container that allows you to become a better version of yourself, just like jujitsu is. I think marriage to me personally is a sacred ground. It's a sacred union where two people come together and, and learn how to love themselves better. And I say that very specifically. Yeah. It's about learning how to love yourself better, not about having someone else validate you externally, like we've been talking about. And so is jujitsu. It's a, it's a, it's a sacred ground for you to learn how to know yourself better to get to self 
mastery to figure life out. It's, it's, it's a revelatory process to be a better version of yourself. That's what yeah. this is all about. Well, and we and can look at our friendships. Yeah, we can, as far as that relationships like that, we can look at, you know, as we look at our relationships in our life, we've just attracted what we are. So if, if you want to attract the woman of your dreams or whatever it is, you have to fucking vibrate on her level, man. You know, you got to raise your life up to that level. Look at your life and you're going to attract somebody just like you, wherever you're at, you're going to attract somebody similar to you. And uh, that's another, we can, I think we're going to do, get on the other podcast and get deep into relationships, man. That's going to be a good topic because I got, I got um, some, uh, some, what's the word? Non- I just got, I got some different views on marriage that are interesting too, man, that we can go, we can talk, talk about, you know? So I definitely want to do that, that episode. So, um, shit, we, fuck, we could go into it on air. Um, but, um, no, the, uh, the community was another thing that I want to talk about. I was talking to that blue belt and he was talking about how, um, I don't want to cut this off if you want to keep going. No, it's fine. That's fine. Um, one thing that I really loved that we talked about was, uh, community and how academies are close to each other and uh but we're still could do better at connecting you know he's like i really want to see all the academies not trying to be better than one another but really living into the atmosphere that you know our academy has it's a very like you were saying it's a very relaxed thing you guys play music you guys are chilling you guys are recording you're doing stuff right you're living you're being yourselves and our academy was always one of, as soon as I showed up, I'm like, wow, this place is different. It's why you referred me to rivalry. You remember? Yeah. Like, no, Victor's a good dude. Go check it out. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to argue. Like, I don't want the ego. I don't want to do that. And you're like, dude, I'm telling you, go check it out. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is what he was talking about. Like, you know, what's cool about that real quick is I didn't know, I never been to rivalry, you know, but I've known victor since i think i met victor when he was a blue belt and he was training with my ex-wife at dethrone but just through her telling me stories of you know you get to know the people that your significant others training with and shit they're always talking about it just through her and just going over there and meeting him and feeling his vibe even this many years later i already knew i'm like i don't know nothing about the academy but i know the guy running it is a cool motherfucker good dude you know, relax, good heart. So that's going to trickle down into the Academy and it, and it does, man. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that if that shit worked out perfectly, you know, cause well, it's like what you're talking about attracting who you are, right. That's like for the relationships, that's his vibration. That's his demeanor. That's who he is as a person. So you don't think that that's what he's going to create in an Academy. Yeah. And that's exactly. what I'm so grateful for because I was telling the guy I was talking to, I'm like, I've never known anything different than this. Like, I think every academy is this way. And I guess it's not true, you know? And, and yeah. I'm like, man, why wouldn't you want it to be like this? It's, it's a sacred space for me. It's a holy ground. You know, this is my, my home from home. Like, I love being there. I love the people that show up there. I shake their hands. I, I love every single person that's at that academy because I'm really grateful for what they give me that ability to be myself and to have a safe space in life. And it's invaluable. It's priceless. So I'm grateful for that. And that's what I, he was talking about is, man, we need to have like in town competitions with each other and, you know, bring people to our Academy. We go to their Academy and really like, that's something that I think would be really cool for us to organize, you know, whether you do it down there with your academies around the area and, and we do it here, you know, Irving's really like 
he's into organizing stuff like that. He's a real go-getter or, you know, there's different guys that can do that, you know, in our academies. I really want to see that start happening more, like expanding this community, really connecting the community in a deeper way. Yeah. That's I, I mean, I think would be cool. yeah, for sure. And I think it would be good. I mean, I think Fresno is a, a better place to do that for sure because of the, you know, I just think Fresno would be a good place to do that. Um, just to connect that community down here the jiu-jitsu community i mean up there the jiu-jitsu community here is actually pretty connected man it's fucking big it's like a big mech it's the mecca bro so it's like fucking jiu-jitsu everywhere down here you know and people cross train and um you know you got i'm i'm telling you i got like from where i'm at right now from where i'm sitting i got like you know dean lister is fucking three minutes from my house with jocko willink you know in the other direction right here you got the hibero brothers you know um which is you know another two minutes you know seven minutes that way is autos you got letty hibero down south down there i mean it doesn't you got like all these fucking giants of jiu-jitsu around here and uh i think it just depends on the on what you're looking for as well when you go to a gym because some of these gyms are you looking for the relaxed vibe where you can chill and go in there and listen to music and, and get in that community? Or are you looking for the vibe where you are wanting to become a fucking like hardcore fighter? You know, like those are the different vibes, you know, like some guy might come into our vibe to your gym and be like, man, fuck this shit. You know, they might come into my gym. Like, oh, this is not what I'm looking for. They want fucking burpees, fucking going at it, fighting, 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 you know, like it's, it's just, I, I go to my kid's gym, uh, um gracie south bay and, and watch different vibe they're really cool they're really close same thing every gym i've been to it's always family everybody's like a family in there everyone loves each other man but the vibe is different it's uh it's more it's like almost pure fucking um especially with the kids program like um competitive it's a they're a competition team you know so yeah it's run like that it's run like a like a fucking like militant you know military boom 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 they're fucking going hard though there's no chilling and shit you know they're and and i think it's just what you're what you're looking for in a in a gym and you kind of find it you, you'll attract you, you'll be attracted to what vibe you have just like you vibe with victor man yeah you know and, and victor you know that gym puts out a certain vibe where you can enjoy yourself so i think it just it uh but i will say man every jujitsu situation and gym i've seen it's always, everybody is always, it's always a loving community. Everybody's in there like family. So that's the, uh, that's the common denominator, I think. And also yeah. if you want to, I mean, every gym holds open mats. So if you want to get involved in fucking other gyms and, and can, you know, a network, I mean, you do it, you know, like I watched my, my ex, she was, she got a bunch of girls starting to go to dethrone and shit. She, when she started, there were no fucking girls at the gym she was at. She was a lone white belt female starting jujitsu. And because of her networking and going to all the open mats and meeting these girls, fuck, she built this huge community of girls, you know, and, and they would come, come train and, you know, and it just takes you going out there and networking. You know what I mean? So I, I encourage, yeah. man, if you feel like doing that, fuck, go to some open mats, man, you know, start taking yeah, some of your training it. partners and go to open mats. It's a good way to network, you know? Heck yeah. So yeah, we got to do that. That's cool, man. That's a good, a good story to share that. That it's encouraging. Yeah. Um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's cool. That's what yeah. I was talking about. You know, I just want to expand this community. How do you do that? That's so cool. Like, I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's exciting to even think that that's possible. Yeah. That's and it. Kind of bring it to light. 
Yeah. You may, are you talking expand the. Like, like you're saying rollers network. Like, the, oh yeah. Rollers, of course. Yeah. That's a good way expand. to fucking expand. Yes. soul rollers is to, to network, you know, since we represent the, the brand, you know, like going and meeting people and networking and shit. Um, yeah. But that comes with things that we learn from jujitsu, right? Like if you grow the community in jujitsu this way, you can get the same out of growing it in a podcast. You can get the same as growing your business or growing your life, your marriage. It's all relatable. Right. Yeah. And so I guess just asking better questions, right? Like how, man, how can we connect the communities? Right. Like down there, how can we make Fresno a Mecca? Like San Diego is. Yeah. Get, get waves and fucking 70 degree weather and the Brazilians will show up. Oh, I know. Freaking. <laughs> That's why they're here, bro. It's 112 like, it's, degrees right now. It's like it's like Brazil. They like you know they're surfing and shit, and and then I don't know. It's a lot of Brazilians here, man. So um, like a lot of my neighbors freaking are Brazilian, man. So I'm gonna have to. I'm learning Brazilian, but there's good acai everywhere, so that's good shit. I don't know if that's even fucking like whatever if that's a stereotype or something whatever but um there there's some Brazilian dudes that have this acai shop and they make like real acai. Fuck, it's so good. Um, yeah but uh yeah man oh dude i got it there's one story i gotta share real quick this is just random fucking lighthearted story but uh um so we had a we had another professor in the gym the other day and uh because our professor was at out of town mike was out of town and uh he's 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 a relaxed dude, the guy that was there, but he's a little bit more militant. You know, he's a little bit more, he comes from a more militant background and, uh, he's a good dude, man, world champion and shit, you know? And, uh, so I'm usually in charge of the music and, uh, DJ Jackson. I'm always putting on, you know, if the a. Jackson put on the music and I'll either put on like some good reggae or I'll put on like some, some nineties hip hop, you know? And uh, that's what we roll to. And, uh, so I put on this fucking Bob Marley, playlist not a playlist a fucking station apple itunes station you know you pick bob marley and you hit create station and and apple plays what the fuck it wants to play you know so then we're we're drilling this kimura and uh the professor's over there helping out a couple of these um white belts and uh and then fucking you know bob marley's playing and shit and then you know this girl is on fire comes on and shit you know <laughs> and when you're responsible for the music and shit and you're in jiu-jitsu <laughs> and this girl is on fire comes on you know already that's a fucked up situation you know yeah. but i didn't realize it because i'm trying to figure out this kimura that, that we were doing so I'm, I'm focused on that and i've noticed it got quiet over there and and i look up and everybody's fucking looking over at me and shit and the professor is like <laughs> the professor is like what the fuck is this like ah, oh, damn well so I'm like walking over there trying to explain myself, you know, <laughs> and everyone's quiet. I'm like, come on, keep training, motherfuckers. It's not that. Imp- Why is everybody stopped to watch this situation? Fuck you guys. <laughs> you know, and I can't get to my phone quick enough. We got a fucking this girl is on fire playing over the fucking speaker. You know, while I walk over and uh, I'm trying to explain myself, you know, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 lady who runs a gym too the purple belt lady i hear her like under her breath telling the professor she's like he usually plays good music i don't know like it's usually i'm like fuck come on i'm like t- i'm like hey <laughs> and i'm and as i'm walking over i'm like hey guys this is a this is a station like i just hit bob marley this is a state and the guy the guys are like well the professor was like he, he just like disregarded what i said he's like you don't play this bullshit they're in training <laughs> 
oh shit and, the, and then the guys are like oh it's okay if i play my playlist you know i'll have some funny music on there i was like bro it's not my fucking playlist I- itunes is the one that put this on here man so anyhow i went over and turned it while i'm turning it off there's other guys that are like yeah, i got daughters too man it's okay you got that song on your playlist fuck <laughs> next time justin bieber's gonna come on or something yeah baby baby, baby. <laughs> So anyhow, yeah, man, that that was funny. I did, I'm, you know, oh, turn the bullshit off. So anyhow, I was I was pissed at fucking. I mean, I'm thinking of switching to Spotify after that fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck Apple. Fuck Apple. How, why does Boba. Apple think? Why does Apple think that fucking Alicia Keys goes with Bob Marley? No more Boba. No more Apple no uh, music. Station. Yeah, yeah. Fuck both of those. They'll fuck so you both, up. Both of them almost fucking ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> All, oh man, he usually plays good music, man. He fucked up today. Yeah, well, yeah, I heard oh, a whisper in that shit. I'm Killing like, the vibe in this place, man. <laughs> yeah, Playing yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> Give me uh, that take that blue belt off. You play that shit music. Yeah, that's some fucking white belt music, man. What the <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> oh gosh, man. Oh shit. That's man. hilarious. So yeah, yeah, that uh, was good. That, that was another good, good that's situation. That's a good story. That's a good yeah. experience. That's what I want to like also, <clears throat> you know, I guarantee you. The guy that asked that question is the only one that has experienced kind of like isolation and going to a new place or, you know, maybe we could ask like the listeners like, hey, share with us like, you know, experiences where, you know, what's something that you've experienced about that was kind of awkward or off-putting or a struggle when you were starting jujitsu or when you went to a new academy, you know, I know one of the guys I trained with Ryan, he, he has only been there for like a year and a half, which I've only ever known him to be there, but he came from another academy. And so it must have been a big difference from like getting almost to like, I think he became a brown belt there or, you know, something like that, but switched to a new academy. I wonder what, you know, it felt like for him to be at a new place as an upper belt, you know? So I guarantee you there's some really cool like experiences that guys have. And we got to get Dion, we got to get uh, your, your boy, Steve, on, Steve. Um, and kind of share their experiences because every guy I talk to has a different experience. Blue belt means something different to him. And there's some really good insights in there. So I wonder how other people are experienced the community of jujitsu and maybe it's a struggle for some people, you know, like it has been for me in the past. And, and, you know, I would like to hear like kind of ask questions of the guys listening or the guys and gals listening, like, Hey, what has your experience been of what's been a sticking point for you where you felt isolated in the community not saying there's something wrong with the community, but just saying like, Hey, we hold ourselves back sometimes. So what do you think are some awkward things that maybe you could share with us that we could point out that we haven't pointed out yet, you know, because it's only our experience so far that we've shared with that question. Maybe that question brought up something for other people too. So if you're listening, leave a rating and review, (laughs) like we've been saying that really helps us out and means a ton to us. And uh, also, you know, let us know what you think about that. You know, go on the Instagram page, send us a DM on that. Soul rollers, uh, underscore JJ. And, uh, let us know like, Hey, this was a hard point for me when I started, or, Hey, this was something that was really hard. Once I got to blue belt, you know, let us know what your, your take on it is. And, uh, we can grow through that too. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Steve will be good to ask because he came as a blue belt to, uh, nice. to a stronghold. So that'll be a good question that he can, ask and we can relate to the question asker so yeah man um shit we hit on everything you think i think we did man let me see here it's been a good one i think we're getting caught up yeah we've uh we've hit on a lot of shit man 
So I think we're, uh, yeah. And I also, I asked, uh, Corrales to come on too, cause his, he got promoted to blue belt with me. So mm-hmm. shout out to all the blue belts that got promoted and Booby, he got promoted uh, to purple belt and damn, is he, he was a badass blue belt. So I'm like, damn, that's what it takes to get the purple. I got a little scared when he got promoted. I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to learn a shit ton to go there, you know, it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's exciting because that's a huge container for me to learn how to like become a better person to get there. You know, that's a yeah. big challenge. Love that. But yeah, I asked him to come on cause his story was really inspiring when he shared, you know, what got him to where he's at right now. I'm like, Whoa, that's inspiring. So he said he'd be willing to come on too. So I'm excited. We got, you know, we're going to start working on getting, you know, some people on here as guests and I'm excited to share their stories and, and kind of expand this, this, you know, broader experience of jujitsu for people so that you can hear so many different experiences. Yes. and all kind of coming from the same sacred ground and community of jujitsu. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that, uh, I think it'll be cool to get people on here because it really represents the title of the podcast, you know, D- these different people and their stories, these normal people who go in there and scrap every night, you know, and live, live regular lives, but they're, they're in this fight club, you know, that's changing their life. And th- they represent, those are soul rollers, man, you know, so to get them on and share their story, I think that that's helping the podcast to uh take shape take form of of what it what it is meant to be so um i'm looking forward to interviewing these guys man steve and then brandon with iron key real estate down uh he real quick he he made a good when i when i met with him he made a good point he was saying that because he's his you know his uh, real estate company they're doing well they're expanding and they've been doing it for a while now and he said he said it's the same thing as people people ask me how do I, how have I become successful with this business? And he said, it's the same fucking thing as jujitsu. You just keep showing up. You just don't quit. You just keep showing up and you'll, you'll grow and you'll expand and you'll, you'll find success in whatever it is you're doing. Just don't quit. So, you know, to the, to, to anybody out there, don't quit. You started for a reason. Don't, don't force yourself to live with the fact that you quit something, you know, as powerful as jujitsu yep yep so i think we're good um i think i think we can uh i think we can call it and um i don't even know how long this one went but it was a good one it was a good long Um, one and and we're getting back in that routine i'm shaking off the rust of concussion and uh getting back into this groove and gosh it feels good to be on here and chatting with you man yeah man let's keep it going therapy like jujitsu is it, it just makes my brain happy so i'm grateful for you and grateful everyone that listens if you've listened to this podcast once twice however many times i love you i'm grateful for you appreciate you and uh, i'm excited for the next next episode already like yeah we're already about to hit episode 19 so let's keep it going man and uh keep showing up and again thanks thanks to everybody make sure you follow our uh our Instagram at soul rollers underscore JJ. And we're going to be loading that with a bunch of good content, video clips and memes and shit um, that we've created. So um, yeah, if you get any value from this podcast, you'll definitely get value from that page. Um, and thanks again for listening. And we will, we will reconvene next week and get another episode up. Yeah. And thanks for being a part of this journey with us. We're growing just like we grow in jujitsu. You know, it's a little, last night I did the fundamentals class with a lot of brand new white belts and they were struggling with just the warmups. Right. You know, I don't know if you remember doing that where you're like, what am I doing? You, you look like a complete, like 
a fish out of water, kind of like when you're flopping around on the mats and you feel mm -hmm. like a complete idiot, like that's normal to feel you're safe. It's okay. We've all done it. Your first month, you feel like you completely suck. It's totally cool. And, uh, I feel like the same way about this podcast. It's like, it's kind of nerve wracking to kind of get this thing going, like share it, tell people about it. Like, uh, I don't want to be pretentious. Like, Oh, listen to my podcast, bro. Like I feel awkward, you know, and yeah. I love it. Like, I love this. Like I'm doing a podcast. Who the hell am I to do a podcast? I don't know. I don't even know if I, I'm getting good at it, but I'm loving it, you know? Yeah. And that's what we do in jujitsu is we love it. And we keep pushing ourselves through the awkwardness. And I just grateful for the listeners that have followed this with us. It's it, like, I told you today is like, man, we're really getting like organized with stuff. We're really getting that page going. We're really growing some stuff and it's going to get better and better and better. And I'm excited for that. So thank you for being long uh, on this journey and thank process you. with us. And you said, Oh, okay. Going along on it with us. Oh, right? Along it. Okay. I thought you said, thank you for being long. I was going to say that's what she usually says. Never. Yeah, well, there we go. It's, you know, we got to put a, a, you know, a warning on our podcast because of you. <laughs> You're <laughs> but, the one who said, you know, thank you for being long. Okay, go going ahead. along on this oh. journey with this. Like, oh. you know, the first yeah. few were bumpy and we're learning, we're getting better equipment. We're just doing all of it. You know, like, you know, Frank, he's a purple belt and he has a great podcast, you know, uh, you know, and, and seeing like his progression and, and it's just like jujitsu. You know, we'll have to have him on sometime. He can talk about podcasting. He's a funny dude too. Like, so a lot of fun stuff, man. And uh, it's getting better every day. Just like every day we go to jujitsu, we're a little bit better. So keep, keep with us on this journey. Let's get to 50 reviews and uh, get some ratings. And, you know, that's part of this journey, you know? So yeah, let's get, get it, get it or continue doing what we're doing. And, and that just got, damn it. I got to touch on something now. Um, that's what she said. So now you, you said, uh, you, what were you saying there? There was something that came up that I wanted to, uh, before we go here. Um, oh, you're being uncomfortable with, with sharing, you know, the podcast. Cause you feel pretentious. You feel like you're not having humility and, yeah. uh, you know, and that's just another, just what we talked about earlier. It's when you put yourself in out of your comfort zone, creating a podcast, putting yourself out to the world, sharing your art, sharing your heart, sharing your truth. That is when you do that, the universe gives you growth opportunities within that as you move along. And that's one of those huge growth opportunities, you know, like it's self-belief, you know, like start seeing yourself the way, the way that the, the way that God sees you, man, the way that the world universe, whatever fucking thoughts you have, you know, we all have this greatness in us, but the greatness can't bloom until we see it within ourselves, you know? So, you know, step up on a motherfucking pedestal and say, I'm sharing my heart with the motherfucking world in this podcast right here. It's called Soul Rollers, man. And I got a lot to share and I'm an amazing human and I'm an amazing person and I'm a tough motherfucker, you know, and this is what I want to share with the world. And, and that's as we, the more we believe in ourselves, the more that, that, that greatness inside of us has a chance to get out, you know? And the uh, jujitsu podcasting, these things are giving you and I and whoever else the opportunity to uh, to grow into that self-belief, you know, and that confidence that comes with the vision that we have for our lives. So hell yeah, man. Yeah. Let's and it's go. about Keep service. It. It's not about like ego. It's just about being of absolute service. That's you what know? this podcast and is. If this influence is one person to get back in there. Like Tom shared with me. He said it got him motivated to get back in there, Juan. you know, then it's worth it. So yeah, yeah you're, you're Juan, man. And, and that pedestal isn't, you know, your, your amazingness and your, your, you know, how great you are. doesn't take away from anyone else's greatness. 
it doesn't diminish anyone else's light. You know, that pedestal, it just puts you at the same human level of everyone else is we all have this greatness inside of us and we can live into it if we want or choose to some choose to some don't. And that's totally okay. But at the end of the day, it's not about being better than anyone else. It's just about getting better 1% better, right? Than yeah. yourself. You know, it's better than who you were yesterday and continue to grow life yeah. you and, you know, self mastery, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. And, the, and there's that quote, you, you, you can't, I don't know the fuck, I don't know the quote, but it, it says something about how you can't, you know, don't dim your own light at the, you know, expense of your dreams to like make other people feel, feel comfortable. That's, yeah. you know, your growth and your, your growth and who you're becoming as a human, you can't let that be stunted because you're worried that the people who are still stuck are going to be offended by it or going to judge you or anything like that. Because here's the thing. There's going to be people who are going to judge you. And then there's going to be people who are completely inspired by you. Those are the ones that, those are the ones that, you know, matter. They're the ones who are, who are looking at you, who you're giving hope to those people by standing up and being who you were truly meant to be. So there's a fucking necessity to stand up and be who you were truly meant to be. There's a necessity to, to step through the fear that's holding you back from doing the things you want to do in life. You know, it's never coming as long as you're as long as you're acting of service and and trying to be a light in the world you know there's there's never too much of that we need everybody to do that shit so you know we move forward without fear man complete faith and don't worry about the outcome don't worry about the how just knowing that the vision is unfolding as we move along you know yeah so so rollers all day right on i think that's good man i think we're good good all right dude Good on to talking to you, man. Um, and on to the next one. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, work hard this week. Let's uh, let's keep it going and get some good rolls in. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a ton to talk, talk about next week too. So let's go. Yeah. Hit us up. All right. See you, man. All right. See you. Love you. All right. Later.